This is the World of Raw Podcast. And now your host, standing at 6'4", 225 pounds, from Alice, Texas, Roel Santos. Hey, everyone. Sit back, relax, and crank up your volume level to the highest decibel because it's now time for the World of Row Podcast. I am your host. My name is Roel Santos, Jr. I am named after my father. I am a gym goer. I am a health, healthy food eating guy. I'm also a loving father of two wonderful kids and this is my podcast. Welcome to the show. I try to give you this show every single Friday on iTunes, Google Play, any podcasting app you use, Acast probably. That would be the best one. There's some great ways that you can help out my podcast. One of them, of course, is taking the time to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I'm getting the hang of that Apple podcasting. I'm trying to say it more. Uh, you can also uh, just tell everyone that you subscribe to my podcast. Tell them you're liking where I'm going with some of these new episodes where I'm just kind of talking. I'm riffing. I like to call it riffing or I'm cutting a promo. I've been cutting promos. Anyway, uh, share it on you know with social media. Maybe Snapchat it. That's like a thing now. I'm starting to use it more. That's, I still think it's a little weird. There's a lot of people obsessed with taking selfies of themselves. I think I'll, I'll get into that later. Um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, Twitter. I like Twitter a lot. I think Twitter is probably the best uh, application for grown-ups, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, except for the fact that Donald Trump tweets. That guy's a joke. Anyway, all right, guys. So um, how are y'all doing? How's your week going? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I had a rough day today. Today's Tuesday. I had a very, very rough day today. Just a long day. So many things just went wrong today. And I'm having a hard time digesting all of it. And that's the thing with me. When I have a bad, when something bad happens and I'm upset, I just visibly wear it on my face. I'm really trying to work hard on that to kind of change my perspective on my face. But it's just so hard. I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I've always been that kind of guy. If I'm happy, man, you'll know it. If I'm down or I'm upset, you can visibly see it in my face. I don't know. It's one of those traits that I get from my father, I guess. I don't know. I think that's my father. I mean, my mom, I get the worry wart stuff from my mother. My mom worries and stresses about every little thing, and I'm kind of the same way. Huh. I'm actually driving home right now. Uh, I don't you know, just um, going through the, the daily grind, and I, I think last... So I so here's the thing, the, today's Tuesday. I was supposed to drop an episode on Friday, and I have not been able to re, to put that out. I'm actually going to put that out this evening. I'm going to put that out tonight. I will not. I will not 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 forget to put it out. So on that on that episode, I talked a lot about family and time and. Just managing the work-life balance. I think this episode, I, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to rant or, you know, I I don't know. Being an adult sucks sometimes, you know? Just having to deal with the daily bullshit that you have to deal with. I, me, I remember the days when I was like uh, eight or nine years old and my dad constantly telling me, because I remember there was times where I just, I went through a lot as a kid. Maybe that's what I'll talk about. I went through a lot as a kid. I didn't really, I didn't really like 
growing up, I think I hated it, to be quite honest with you at times. But my dad would always say, hey, don't be in such a hurry to grow up because when you grow up, it's that's it. You're not a kid anymore, and you should enjoy these times as a kid. And I'll be damned that when one day I was helping somebody and their kid said something, and I said, hey, enjoy your time as a kid. Don't be in such a rush to grow up. I was just like, wow, that's my father. I'm channeling my father right now. And it was just kind of like a, not an epiphany because, I mean, that just kind of happens. But it was just like, whoa, I'm turning them. I'm just old now. I'm an older person. And I learned to appreciate the good times. But it always feels like they went by fast. You know, I, I, I guess I guess what I could talk about is growing up. Uh, growing up was... It was actually a lot of fun. I, I can, it's it's funny because I'll watch movies that I loved watching as a kid, and I'll look back on, on those movies and I'll watch them, and I can remember the precise moment and time and how I was feeling. You ever? Okay, so me with seasons, I always know like the the feeling I'm in in, in a certain time of the season. It really makes me feel good, whether it's Christmas or fall or springtime or summer or winter. So I get I always I always put myself in that situation when I remember. But anyway, I mean, school I was always a real quiet, shy kid growing up. Uh, I wasn't the tallest kid, but I was always a very passive, quiet, shy individual, and I was a subject of bullying. It, it wasn't fun, you know. It, it really wasn't a lot of fun. I I had to deal with a lot of stuff. Um, growing up and I mean I had a I mean kid there was a couple of kids that were held back and you know of course they found me and I don't know I don't know if it was because I exposed myself to it or I was just really quiet you know like oh this guy's I'm gonna pick on this guy and I'm the type of person like I said I'm passive so I never really like you know was aggressive back and and he just kept doing it and I don't know it was, it was weird I, I mean you know you have a problem when you're third grade teacher and your father during a parent teacher conference are telling you to punch the guy out and that he'll never bother you again and it was nothing bad on my dad I think my dad just wanted me to defend myself and I always felt that defending myself physically was never the right way I still don't I still feel that way to believe it or not I don't I don't think that being aggressive and violent is ever the answer to anything I think that there's there's a time and place for that and I think I, I'm I'm in control of, of my feelings and how I and my anger, I guess. But I could never do physical harm. I couldn't. I feel like I couldn't do physical harm on somebody. Totally couldn't. Even if that person hated me or I hated that person, I wouldn't want to do anything bad. I, I guess it makes me sound like a nice guy. But don't get me wrong. I think there are a lot of people that are assholes and I would love to punch out in the face. But I, I'm just not going to do it. I don't know if that. I guess that makes me passive. Here we are coming. I'm having a come into Jesus moment here by realizing that I am a very passive person when it comes to just about everything but although I mean I have my moments yeah I don't know guys I can I the today's really weighed heavily on me I'm pretty sure y'all can tell just by hearing my voice and hearing how I'm kind of like as I'm driving I'm slowly slowly like getting all of it out like a, my ang- not my anger but my just my anguish of the day and then you know knowing that in like 8 or 9 hours or 10 or 11 hours I'm going to have to get up and do it all over again and that's 
not going to be fun. It's just going to be the another daily grind. And yeah, I you know I think I think kids that get that get bullied, it's tough for them. And and I think it, it's a problem. It's a very big problem. Back then, when I was a kid, I don't think I mean they could address it differently. Back back then, I mean it was a weird is a weird time. I don't know, but nowadays it seems like kids go through it worse, and they and unfortunately, I mean they they take the easy way out, and you see all these you know suicides. And matter of fact, I just saw this alert: an eight-year-old kid like killed himself over being bullied, and apparently the parents never knew. And the thought of that scares the crap out of me because I have kids, right? My kids are gonna go to school one day, and the thought of my daughter or my son getting bullied just terrifies me. You know, and what's my answer to that? Well, I've been bullied too. Well, what do I do, Dad? Tell him to sh- just tell him to shut up. You don't have to tell the teacher. The teacher can only do so much. But it's just, it's scary. It's scary. And kids, you know, kids nowadays are different, are different from when I was a kid or maybe when you were a kid. I don't know. It just, ah, oh, man. It's absolutely terrifying. And thinking about it, especially for my daughter, just because, you know, she's a girl, it it just, oh, man. Oh, man, that scares me. That really scares me. And I remember, you know, and a good documentary documentary or a good show to watch on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. I mean, I don't know why I'm plugging it, but I guess because of what I'm talking about, uh, the show 13 Reasons Why. And I get it. A lot of people have different opinions and perspectives in it. And, and I think somebody told me once, well, how could somebody constantly put themselves in that situation? Well, the thing is, is that I hope you I hope you have seen it. If you haven't, spoiler alert, um, girl takes the easy way out, a teenager. And she was a subject of bullying and being picked, uh, not picked on, but talked about. And in your teenagers, man, when, when other kids are mean to you and they talk about you and they spread rumors about you, it's painful. I mean, I was never the subject of that in high school. By then, I was just kind of like a. I'm. I, I hung out with good people. I didn't have bad friends. We didn't do stuff like that to each other, where we backstabbed each other. I kind of just. Had, I had good people around me, so it, that never happened. But I remember a girl in my junior high, in my grade. She was a freshman. She killed herself. Anyway, so thirteen reasons why is about bullying, and I think that it should be taken very, very seriously. Because bullying, bullying is a very, very big deal now. And I, and I tell people, <laughs> I'm not trying, I'm laughing at myself, but I was telling some friends that I, that I work with that I, that I was bullied as a kid. And I still remember the kid's name. I'm not going to say his name, but and they thought it was funny. So every now and again, the guy, one of my coworkers will bring it up and say the guy's name. And I'm just like, oh, ha, ha, ha. That's funny. You, you got jokes, you clown. That's real funny. Oh, yeah, it just it's a weird society, man. A lot of kids, you know, the self-entitled generation. But then again, you got a lot of kids taking the easy way out, and and um, they're not opening up to things. And I don't want my daughter or my son to be like that. I want them to be able to talk to me. And I think all parents want that. And my prayers go out to those parents who lost their son, or to any other parent who has lost their kid to suicide because that is a very serious thing and bullying is no joke and i think that the school system needs to 
needs to pick up on that a little bit better and and be better about it because it's not it's not easy for everybody. Some people have thick skin, some people have really thin skin. I didn't have thin thin skin, I thick skin. I had very thin skin. It was rough on me. It was rough on me. And I think from 3rd grade, 4th grade, 5th grade. You know, I remember I'll never forget this. I got my my dad for my birthday, my 10th birthday. I wanted a pair of Jordans. Always wanted a pair of Jordans, and that was like the first time he got me a pair of Jordans. Man, I was so excited. It was like Christmas on my birthday. I mean, my ber- my birthday follows Christmas three days after, and I mean, I had a good Christmas that year, and I wasn't expecting those shoes. I mean, they I kind I really really wanted them, and I think that if my dad had said, you know, hey son, I couldn't get them for you, I would have understood because that's the way we were. I mean, yes, I would have gotten upset, but. I would have been put in my place by my dad if I was really, really upset and whiny about it. But, you know, he um, he got me these shoes. I was so excited. Man, I, I wore them proudly. And we go back to school like a week and a half later. And my bully sees that I have my Jordans. And he's like, every chance he got, he would step on them. And he would... He would st- do anything just to kind of piss me off or upset me and man that that hurt that hurt a lot you know and uh, anyway I mean <laughs> that was like in fourth grade fifth grade was worse I think I didn't have really good friends and in, in, from fifth grade from third grade I mean I did have some good friends but my middle school years and I tell this to people all the time who have kids I, I told them I always tell them my years went from 12 to 13 years old were were, were rough they started to get better when I turned 14 and then from the rest from the rest on was great but middle school back in my day 6th and 7th grade were middle school so I'd have elementary K through 5 and 6th and 7th grade and the 7th grade is obviously the first year you can play sports or at least back then it was and uh, I just didn't have fun with sports man I, I mean the 7th grade football I didn't have fun then I didn't have fun in, in 8th grade I, I mean I don't even, I'm just kind of unloading on you guys. Um, yeah, sixth and seventh grade weren't fun. Some of the bright moments were that I did meet some friends who would go on to become really close friends of mine or my best friends through all the way through high school from that point on, which is cool because we, you know, we all grew up together. We played basketball together. We hung out on weekends and we played video games and that was like the bright spot out of it. And, And I think it's, it's funny because when you're a kid you have like these close group of friends that you grow up with and it's almost like they branch out everybody branches out and goes their own way you start to find different interests and they find their own interests and you're just like well maybe they're not as close friends as as I thought we were maybe we're not just like the way the way we were always going to be. I mean, it, you expect that. And it's almost, you don't really come across it or you don't pay attention to it. If you did, t- I mean, maybe it hurt. You know, for me, it was just kind of like, huh, I'm not hanging out with this guy anymore. Cool. So, you know, in, in sixth and seventh grade, you have that group of friends and, and you find out that they're really not as, you're not as, like I said, you're not as close as you are. And then you go to junior high and then you make new friends or you go to and, and you go to a different school, right? Because we went from middle school to junior high and junior high was a whole different school and they integrated the 
at that point they we had two middle schools where I grew up in. So the two middle schools, you integrate the kids, and then you find other friends. And I started to find like my, I started hanging out with the, like the guys I told you from middle school, and I was still friends with them in junior high. Then I made new friends, and you're just like, wow, these are like your, these are going to be your good friends, and some of these are going to be your lifelong friends. And, and and I was still going down the wrong path. And back then, peer pressure was a big deal, man. I used to think getting detention was cool. No joke. I wanted to rack up detentions and get sent to the principal's office. I thought that was a fucking cool thing. I remember I, I a friend of mine said, one of my friends said, I got like 30 detentions this year. I was like, holy crap, that's a lot. I think I had like 10 or 11. And I thought getting bad grades was good, like getting D's and C's. And I wasn't trying. I was upsetting my parents. But the thing was is that I wanted to fit in. I wanted people to like me. And I thought that that was the way to be. Well, once my parents got got a hold of me and saw my grades, I had to get my shit together, right? So I think in sixth grade, I got my crap together. I started getting A's and B's. And then in seventh grade, I started down the same path, and then it improved over time. And then I think in eighth grade, it it started to happen again, and my parents would always be like, well, what's going on with you? Why are you doing this? And one of my teachers, I'll never forget my dad or my mom said, this teacher does not think much of you. They don't think you're going to be anything. You're not going to turn out. You're going to turn out to be a nobody. And that, like seeing the look on my parents' face, I mean, my dad was mad. But I know deep down inside they were upset because they were just like, you know what? We didn't raise you that way. We didn't expect you to be like this. And I had to change. I had to just kind of like, okay, stop hanging around with hanging around with the wrong people. Because, again, I was trying to do that thing where I was I was trying to be cool with everybody. Or with this group of people and it wasn't the right way to do it. So I think after that, you know, I, I stopped getting bad grades. I started being a good kid. Wasn't giving my teachers problems. And I just steered clear. But it was it really is, you know, going back to this whole bullying thing and, and kids taking the easy way out, you really have to you gotta you know, we gotta put yourself with the right group of people, even in as adult, right? You gotta be around the right people. You can't be around the people that are negative to you know, you know, PMA man, positive mental attitude. You got to be around people that think like you and who are supportive, who believe in you. You got to be around those like th- that group group of people. You develop a tight group, you know, and you you develop bonds. It's just like like growing up. And some kids, you know, when they get turned off and I'm, you know, they they close themselves off and I've always been an introverted person, man. I've always kept stuff inside that bothered me. And I have my way of dealing with it. And sometimes I bring it out. You know, I, I tell people later. Or I ex- and the bad thing is, as a kid, I would keep stuff bottled up and I would explode. And I would explode on the wrong person. And 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 I've learned to kind of be better at that and not taking things out unintentionally on people. Because I think there's still a problem with a lot of people where they feel like their family's out to get them or they're going to ridicule them. And that's never the case. Family is always wanting to help you and be there for you. If they ask you questions about what's going on, it's because they care. It's not because they want to judge you. It should it should be the other way around. You know, you should 
it shouldn't be you talk to your friends more about everything that's bothering you and that you open up to your friends. It shouldn't be that way. You should open up to your family. Your family is what's important. Your family can relate to you. Your family feels you. Your, your family knows your pain. When I hear, you know, the crazy thing, and to all you dads out there, I wonder if you feel the same way, but when I hear my daughter cry, a piece of my heart, like, breaks. It just always breaks. I don't know why. Always been like that. When my daughter got her shot, every time we would, we would go get her shots, oh, my gosh, man, I'd always want to cry. <laughs> I don't know why. My My wife handled it. She was good at that. Me, I'd have to turn my face because my eyes were watery. Because I hated to see her cry. Oh, crap. I just, I, I, it killed me. It killed me every single time. But parents feel for their kids. They feel for their kids. And, and I hope kids, I hope these kids growing up can talk to their parents. You should never feel like you can't talk to them. Don't distance yourself from them because they... A long time ago, I learned when you heard, I heard is what I heard all the time from my parents. You know, I remember um, I, we we found some of these pictures my mom brought the other day, like a scrapbook of stuff, and and there was a picture of me and her together at this event. And I showed my wife. I go, look, we look really happy, right? She's like, yeah, you look real happy. I go, I was actually pissed off in this picture. And she's like, what happened? And it was at our sports banquet. I didn't get any awards or anything like that. I was really, really upset. I was actually pretty heartbroken. I was very, very heartbroken. And, and um, man, that, that's crazy. My dad just texted me asking me if I hope he saying he hoped I had a great day. How ironic. He must, his ears must be burning. Um, Yeah, I didn't get the award, and I was really devastated. I was hurt. I was actually very hurt. Uh, the coach that didn't give me the award felt that um, somebody else is more deserving of it. And I think uh, <clears throat> like three weeks later, I graduated high school and his son graduated with me. And I, I, I think I've said this before, but he I gave him like he gave me a hug and he was like, congratulations, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I and I told him. Because they had these plaques and they put your name on it for every year, right? Like a Fighting Hard or an MVP award, I think is what it was. And <clears throat> I had an inkling that I was supposed to get an award and I didn't get it. So I was very upset. I had like tears. I remember looking at one of my friends, uh, Mark Garza, as we he entered, my coach interviewed, introduced the whole team in front of everyone. And when he announced the winners for the awards the guy looked at me and kind of like shaked his head like in disarray like man i like that's ridiculous we i know who should have gotten something and i was like yeah i know but i told him when he gave me a hug and i said and i gave him a hug back and i said i was the best player on your team this year and i don't need my name on a piece of wood to know that and he kind of like you know giggled and i don't know what came over me I didn't want to say anything and I didn't want people, I didn't want to be that guy, but it bothered me so much. And I remember telling my dad and my mom, like, I mean, I went home and I think I cried that night because I was that upset because I worked hard. You know, people, people who work hard should be rewarded, not punished. And I was, and I feel like this, like the players that did play, I was like one of the few players that actually gave a shit. 
all year long. My coach rode me, rode me, rode me. He criticized me. He did everything that he thought he was doing was right to help me. And, man, I just sat there and I took it. I took it. Every, man, like practice, games. And I guess it all went unnoticed because I would go out there and I'd bust my ass for him. But that didn't phase me. It it bothered me for a little bit, actually. For two or three years, it bothered me. And, you know, I, I got over it, I think, when I started to find success outside of high school and outside of basketball. Because up until that point, when I graduated high school, I didn't know what to do. You know, I went to college, community college, and I was having to pay my way. So I had to work. And that wasn't fun. I was the I was the chicken man for Popeyes. And then I finally got a good job where I was able to kind of work my way up and make decent money. I don't know what I would title this episode, though. I've just been kind of all over the place. Guys, I know that I haven't had a guest in a few weeks. Like I said, I have some recorded. They're going to come out. But I feel like I'm talking to my diary. So I want to spend more time talking about myself to you all than talking to somebody else. Because it really is my world. And so I'm going to do what I do. Talk about me. Maybe every week I'll talk about something else going on that happened in my life. I don't know. I don't know if that's where I'm supposed to be. I just know that I had a long day and a lot of stuff was on my mind. And I said, you know what? I'm going to turn the microphone on while I'm driving to work. And I'm going to express myself in ways that I know I can. Duh, man. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, anyway. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. It's a short little sweet episode. You can always follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Roel Santos Jr. I have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash roll of row. Give it a like, thumbs up, whatever you want to do. You can email me at Roel as gmail.com. You can drop a line. Maybe you want to be a guest. You can talk to me about that. I'm open to that. All right, guys. Well, you've been listening to the World of Row. And stay tuned as the World of Row turns. Take care, guys.